0: Hey, Siri, how many times is money mentioned in the Bible? Okay, I found this on the web for how many times is money mentioned in the Bible. Check it out. Wow. What is it? Get this. So money and possessions are the second most referenced topic in the Bible. Money is mentioned more than 800 times. Wow. So it's important. So it's important. Well, everybody, welcome to the midweek podcast. We just tried something very—that <laughs> well, was that was kind of pro.
1: I felt like that uh, was pretty
0: pro. It was very Mac- uh, Malcolm Gladwell. Okay, cool, cool like cool. that. Yeah. Well, welcome everybody. And today, that's exactly what we're talking about: is the Bible and money. But more specifically, what we're talking about today is ultimately why are Christians and why is the church so terrified to talk about money? That was one of the questions that came in on Instagram. Uh, since Jesus talks about it so much. Why is the church so scared to talk about money? And uh, and so today, Carl and I are going to go at that. So, Carl, good to have you back. Thanks, man. Good, good to be back. Well, I, I don't say I don't say always say back because it, it's just me and you most of the time.
1: Well, but anyway. I don't I don't take that for granted because okay. you could you could pull that right out from under me no, at any any point. No. So,
0: no, I'm not a I'm not a power trip pastor. <laughs> don't worry about it. <laughs> okay, but. So money, money. Uh, I mean, we don't talk about it, and lots of times people get very uncomfortable. And it's not just the church. I think it mostly in Canada, there there are a few things that you don't ask people. Um, first of all, what their religion is, right? Uh, what their political viewpoints are, right? And then how much money they make. Mm-hmm. And what's interesting, I ran into somebody this week. And he said uh, that he'd gone to another country and he said it was very uncomfortable because people were asking him how much he made. It was like a normal part of the cultural norm of that particular country was be like, well, what do you do? Well, how much do you make doing that? Well, that's interesting. Which I thought was very cool um, and very invasive also. Like he said it and I was having panic attacks about it. I was (laughs) like, oh my gosh, like what? What, I don't want to tell people how much I make.
1: I mean, even within like, even my coworkers, I have no idea.
0: what they make even my children don't know what i make there you go uh you know and they've asked
1: they (laughs) say things like oh yeah
0: they're like how much do you make dad i'm like none of your business (laughs) child (laughs) you don't need to know i don't make very much but (laughs) but because it's a topic legitimately that i think all of us feel uncomfortable with yeah and yet it money is something that we strive for and right even last week you know we read the scripture uh, about jesus saying that you can't serve both uh, God and money, that you have to choose which one you're serving. And Jesus over time within the scriptures talks about money so much that, I mean, people just kind of brush over those things because it's, it's like, well, yeah, 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 money. But what about love and like kindness and compassion? How can I be a better person? And yet money is this huge source of talk and uh, and contention even to the point where they're you, people are asking him should we pay taxes mm. and he makes a f- he gets a fish cuts open a fish and finds a coin and says here you go give to caesar what is caesar and give to god what is god's like to make the point about being good stewards of of your finances even to the point of being integral in the way that you pay your taxes right right I mean and
1: so maybe is is the discussion in the church indicative or like representative of how we talk about money in general then? Are we are we uniquely quiet about it in the church? Or or is it just a tie over from how we don't talk about it in general? Now, I think the problem in the church has been that there's been so much abuse of it. Mm. I mean, is that
0: part of it? Oh, so so describe abuse. What what do you mean by abuse? Well,
1: um, you know, and I know, I know, Marv. I think he, I think he started the whole whole series with the sort of caveat, like, well, we all know of you know when churches talk about money, right? You know, it's, uh, you know, we end up with the the pastors with the private jets and the and and all of that kind of stuff that uh, has obviously turned, rightly so, so many people off. So right. there's an abuse of that where you know you're giving. It's a, they basically obviously create a spiritual. Scenario for why why you know why you should give or why things should be a certain way. So I think I think obviously there's I think people are, are hesitant to be connected with that.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, I mean to the point of I'm John christ uh, this, this comedian, <laughs> yes. Christian comedian. He just put out this uh, this sketch about Kenneth Copeland. Yeah, uh, it was well. It was based on Kenneth Copeland, right?
1: Which I had seen that original
0: yeah. piece. Yeah. So the original piece is terrifying because Kenneth Copeland looks like he's possessed. Yeah. Um, I mean, he's pointing his finger in the reporter's face. He's bragging about how rich he is. Yeah. He's you know going off about stuff, and here is here is John Chris, this comedian, making fun of it. And people will watch it and and enjoy the John Chris bit because they're like, <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. Yeah. it's it's true, and it, it, it's it's satirical. But at the end of it, I think like again, like we said last week, you have two two extremes when it comes to money. Right. You have folks that go crazy over here in the church that are like, "Well, whatever you give, God will bless you a million times." Yeah. And then the asceticism over here of, "Well, you got to get rid of literally everything, and uh, and and be poor and destitute. And that's the only way you can honor God." And so, no wonder money is a hot topic that yeah. nobody wants to talk about because. I think people, no matter how you, how you slice it, some people will never feel spiritual enough to be somebody who can give tons of cash right. and say like, well, I unadulteratedly trust God. So I'm going to give like a million bucks to the church. Sure. And you have other people over here, especially in North America. They're like, I don't, I do not want to give up going to Starbucks or, you know, not living in a home that I own and being, you know, a Shane Claiborne communal uh, monastic. Like, I I don't want to do that. Right. So no wonder there's tension around it.
1: Yeah. So where, I mean, again, like with many things, I I mean, it'd be great if we could just know exactly, Yeah. like tell me where exactly I should fall on that line and and my life would be so much easier, but I don't, God, he he actually, nothing, nothing in those 800 times says thou shalt, you know, make this much money or, you know, when you have this much money, you should do this precise thing with it. Right.
0: Well, and I think the misnomer is when you look at the scriptures, people just think, well, you know, these people, these people are just like poor folks. Well, right. like, n- no, Solomon is like the richest guy on the planet. Mm-hmm. And the warning is like his, his thing is he he doesn't even get tripped up by money. Hmm. He gets tripped up by by having too many concubines and wives, you know, but money wasn't the thing. Right. Um, you know, then you have David as well, uh rich rich ruler. Yeah. Literally gets tripped up by his own desire, not by money. Yeah. Um, you know, and story after story of story of like wealthy people that money's not the trip up for them, it's so many other things in their hearts. But then you but then in even in the in the Proverbs, Solomon just talks about how like if you're if you are poor, money is gonna be an issue. If, yeah. If you don't have as much as somebody else, it's going to be a big deal. Yeah. And even, you know, with with this newest um conversion of Kanye West, that's not really new. I think like it's been seven seven months or whatever. Sure. Um but ultimately like I'm listening to him talk and I'm so excited that he's so passionate about Christ. But really Kanye at this point in time does not know the struggle of trying to pay bills. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, in fact, it, I don't know if you heard that
0: uh, about his tax return. The IRS gave him back like 68 million bucks. Right, which he's con- he's giving credit to God for. Which is amazing. But to play in that realm? <laughs> yeah. Right, like, but but that's the, that's the, and he even said in one of the, uh, I think it was the Zane, Zane Lowe interview, he mm. said, like he said, if tithing is 10%, that what he's doing right now, Sunday service, is costing him 20% of his overall income. Wow. So he's flying a choir around the world to, or around the U S anyway, right now to do these, do these services. Yeah. And I mean, so it's pretty cool, but I mean, we look at those things and we're like, yes, that's, that's amazing. That's the dream. But then we, we get really quiet about the little bits that we do because we're like, Mm -hmm. well, what I'm doing is insignificant. So I'm afraid to actually talk about money or if we're struggling who wants to look at their fellow brother and sister in Christ and be like, I bought a boat, shouldn't have done that. <laughs> but instead what we do, we're like, well, I'm just going to act like everything's fine. right?" And so I, I think the the issue around money has to be more about, are we willing to be authentically open with one another about the struggles around what it is that we're facing? Because statistically in Canada, most people on average are facing something, <laughs> right? I mean, financially... Yeah the average Canadian is a seventy four indebted to a dollar for income that they make for every dollar of income that they make. So if that's average, yeah. there are people that are like so much uh, further down the line yeah. and there are people that are, you know, are doing better than than most. Sure. Yeah.
1: I mean, and it's interesting because it does seem like, you know, again, we have a lot of, you know, it often again it's 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 so much focused on our own heart again Mm because again either we can either have grace for other people in their situation but often it's yeah it has to do with where we are again and um and and that's the hard thing is because the the only thing is between you and god then no one else can be a judge of where you are it's between you and god right and uh um and, and so, again, I mean, I, yeah, I think sometimes the easiest thing in the church is just to not talk about it because then we don't have to worry about it. Um, but, uh, but yeah, if it's that important, if he talked about it that much, then, then, I mean, it's interesting because obviously, I mean, you know, you know, thinking through relationships and, and I mean, it, it is such a foundation, mm-hmm. um, and is so often the point at which a perfectly healthy marriage can have significant turmoil because totally. it is you know uh it's a, it's the way things work like the world runs on money right and 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 as much as we don't want it to the maybe you know your family runs on money and all of these things so i think obviously it's, it is a foundation it's it's the way things mm-hmm. work so what's the solution then
0: well, I think part of it is if Jesus was so ready to talk about money, why aren't we so ready to talk about money, hmm. right? Like we Christians tout this idea of becoming more Christ-like. Well, Christ talked about money, so uh, let's do that. And I think the other side of it too is if it is about the heart and the reason you don't talk about things uh, is ultimately so that people don't have the right to call you out on stuff. Hmm, mm. Yeah. I mean, think about all of these preachers that have like book deals and all of those other things. I mean, like we know, uh, one, that his church invested $200,000 in getting his book out more so to promulgate his brand. Yeah. Like that that's a misuse of church funds for a pastor's brand to be pushed forward so that they can, uh, you know, have more book sales at the end of it. And ultimately the church can get more recognition. Like that's not the point of it, but, but the thing was, everything was done in secrecy and everything was done behind the scenes. Nobody knew about it. Their church didn't know about it and nobody could call it out. Like even this past weekend, we had our uh, annual meeting. Mm. And what I loved about it was like Marvin had at one point just said, look, like, you know we had 2.7 million dollars of in, of of income um uh from the i think it was from the general fund that came in and he said you have you know and he said are there any questions to the financial report that was presented and nobody had any questions and he didn't just leave it and be like okay good well i'm 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 out he said like listen we spent 2.7 million dollars right there's <laughs> like there's income that has come in right. and you don't have any questions about about how that's, how about, why that's done or how that's done? Hmm. And nobody did. And and I, that does speak to Marvin's, I think the way people trust him and sure. trust uh, our board and, and, you know, all of that other stuff t- too. But even in the financial statements at the end of it, they said like, look, like, you know, we're, we're $6.4 million in debt uh, due to the mortgage. We added $3 million. And he, instead of them saying like, nah, that's kind of where we're at. And whatever right it it came down to we want to pay this thing off as quick as we can so together we're going to go into a capital campaign to try to figure out how to pay down this debt which is great which is amazing yeah because nowadays it's so easy to be like well you know it's there but i mean marv was honest to the point of saying uh and and the board they were and russ they were super honest to the point of saying because of the mortgage we've had to cut $250,000 in our operating costs which is
1: significant which right? is
0: significant yeah. when like over 50% of your overall but or, or your overall income uh, and expenditure rates are for staff right so when you're cutting $250,000 of operating so that you can get so that means less stuff is getting done or you I can mean that's do less.
1: practically your salary right <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yes. Sorry, everybody. Okay. You know me. <laughs> okay, raking it yeah. in. <laughs> but no, yeah, it's but, not. But, by <laughs> the way, okay. thanks, Carl. Uh, now everyone's going to be wondering: like, uh, does he make that? No, much? no, I don't. No, 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 no. Um, look at me. I look disheveled most of the time.
1: <laughs> okay. So no. Okay. So that's at a church level. But does yeah. that? How, what would it look like to spend more time talking about it I, as as people and as f-
0: I. I think this it's the same reality at home though, right like I say that, I say this all the time about even the government. like if people started looking at organizations uh, from a Christ-like perspective and said things like we have to run our homes or we, we have to run our, our companies or our, our our businesses or our you know whatever like we would a home. right. So like it's it's not okay for people to be in high levels of debt. Because ultimately, that's that enslaves you. Marv just talked about that this last weekend. Uh, I mentioned that very briefly. Okay, so you're enslaved. All right. So even at a government level, right? Like we're like, let's let's spend more money and do more things, and like let's get rebates for people buying electric cars. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. But who's paying for the rebate? <laughs> ultimately, it's me. Right. And like, uh, you know, when when uh, this is probably getting very political, but like, <laughs> um, there's there was a point. Where the the Trudeau government had said we're going to go ten billion in deficit to try to make some more money, right? And then they tab- tabled another budget and said, "Well, look, like we're actually thirty billion in debt." Well, there was a deficit of thirty billion. Like, who's going to pay for that? Right. Our kids, right?
1: I mean, and that's just it. I mean, I think, and I read somewhere. I mean, again, the prevailing opinion, public opinion, we don't care. We don't care exactly. that it's thirty billion. So then, that's essentially a, a blank check or a, a green light to just continue that. And and again, I mean, it is interesting. There's there's very few places where you could be thirty billion dollars in debt, and it's not a problem. In totally. fact, it's
0: encouraged, right? Because um, if any other organization, like if if at the church level we said, look, we're like you know a few beyond the mortgage, we're another ten million in debt. Yeah, but it's okay. Like people would be like, you guys are, you guys are dumb. You're, you're yeah. bad at fiscal ma- management. Yeah. But the thing is we do that in our own homes yeah. and w- the reality is some of us are embarrassed by it. And so we don't want to talk about it. But the only way that we'll ever get better is if we actually do talk about it, whether with an, an, a financial advisor, friends, whatever, that are better at money handling than us. So I think like, uh, unless you're looking for the help, you'll never get better. And the that's, only way to actually get the help is to talk about it. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think a lot of times too, you think, you know, I can do this, I can, I can handle it, and uh, it's sort of either it's you know like hurting cats or doing other things where you're you think you've got it all together, yeah. and then one one slips out. I know, for, you know, for for me, sometimes it's, um, I mean, I'm not good with my paying off my credit card, for example. Yeah. So it's like you know you'll you know it'll be okay, and then all of a sudden I look at my statement and go, how did I get here? Yep. why is it here and then we pay it off and then you know another year down the road it's like okay how are we here again yeah. like how how are we here again um so they there i've just outed myself uh, yeah uh, as as you know f- from sort of my struggles but um but it's easier and in fact and it's a bit, it's very bad but you know i find m- my thought is is if i don't open my credit card statement oh yeah i, I don't know how much I, it is i don't think you're alone i think there's so many people like <laughs> that because so. it's so overwhelming yeah
0: and you know depending on the stage of life that you're in um it can bite you in the it yeah. can bite you in the butt i mean yeah. even for us we yesterday carrie looked at me and was like how do we how is our bank account at this amount hmm and and it was like very low and i said <laughs> well you know and we started putting all of the expenditure rates together sure and we we're like shoot this yep. has been quite the last few weeks <laughs> and and it's not because we want to spend it right it's because uh you know our daughter needs team fees for a ringette there's yeah. this or that that comes up we're very busy so we, you know you're running kids wherever you need to go so you're picking up something along the way yeah well buying food is just a lot more than you know actually making it at home And, you know, and we haven't been intentional with the food prep stuff or whatever. So, so you're spending on groceries, but you're also spending on eating out and your bank account's going lower. And so some of it is not even that I want to spend it. It's just like, this, this is where we're at in life. We just got to try to survive. But at the same time, that's no excuse to mismanage and to not steward what God has given us well. Because I think that was a point that Marv talked about on, on Sunday that really got me was... Uh, And I, and I know this, Uh but for me, it was this idea that everything is God's Hmm. and our job is just to steward it. Right. And sometimes I think about the, my attitude around money and it's about ownership. Sure. It's mine. Like I, like I'm the one, I'm the one that has it. I'm the one that's worked for it. I'm the one that's, you know, uh, running around, the whole city, you know, trying to talk to people and get to know folks and, you yeah. know, love them and care for them and giving extra of my time and doing all that. It's so like, I'm the one doing that. So it's mine. Like I deserve it. Yeah. And it really isn't, it's God's. Hmm. And, uh, you know, that's the struggle I think.
1: And I mean, I get, you think about it that way too, that should free us up to talk about it knowing sure. that we're, you know, whether there's a, there's a identity issue or, a you know, and whatever it, like if it's not yours and then you don't have to get so hung up on that then too. Right. And, and know that, uh, that in, in discussing it, I mean, again, and I think the other thing too is like, it's interesting that once you do start talking about something, you find out how many people are in the exact same situation. So even just on that level, not even on a scriptural level about that, but I think it's, I think it, I mean, it's good to talk because you, again, there's so many people in so many of the same situations. And and again, maybe that's where the benefit of community is and, and the ability mm-hmm. to uh, to see, see each other through as well.
0: Well, and let's be honest. Like if, if it really is God's and we're supposed to be managing it and you don't feel like you're doing a good job of it, why would you talk about it?
1: Right. <laughs> right. Right? No, exactly.
0: Like that's the, I think that's the struggle around it is there is this, Space inside of our hearts where we know that it is God's, and um, and are we managing it in a way that is honoring to Him? And if you don't, I mean, this is the same reason why people end up like stop going to church Hmm. because they end up doing things that they shouldn't be doing, or they know they shouldn't be doing, or they feel you know convicted about doing, Mm -hmm. and they're like, Well, I'm not gonna go, like, why would I put myself into a situation where I'm gonna go to a place where there is a standard that's being held? of everybody and Mm -hmm. everyone looks like they're smiling and meeting the standard but i know inside of my heart i'm not Mm -hmm. so why would i ever attend a church when that's what's going on inside of me right right and i think when it comes to money the reason why it's so secretive is because a lot of us know like we should we probably shouldn't have spent money on this or that or whatever Mm -hmm. and but ultimately like is god not gracious enough to meet us exactly where we are and to work with us to where we need to go I think an encouragement for everybody listening is are you doing better five years down the road than you were five years prior
1: oh that's a good that's a good point right
0: and and even if it's incremental growth Mm -hmm. in the area i think that's encouraging like you're not going to win the battle over money overnight yeah so if you are getting better at paying your credit card statement that's a win If you actually have saved even like $500 in your bank account over the last year, whereas last year you didn't do that, that's a huge win. If you've said no to things when you went to the mall, that's a win. Yeah. Like those are all small things, but what we, I I think sometimes what we want is to be the the epitome of perfection. Yeah. Like we think like, well, I got to be like Jesus, wear sandals and a robe, the same robe all of the time (laughs) and like have this amazing, amazing hair and beard that I don't have to oil at all. Not, yeah. Doesn't happen. No, it doesn't happen. Doesn't happen. You gotta gotta oil that beard. And I got a posse of people, you know, (laughs) walking with me and we're eating at people's homes. Like, like, yeah, Jesus was homeless. (laughs) Yeah. But Jesus was homeless because he had a specific job to do on the planet for three years after he turned 30. He wasn't homeless before that. Yeah and that we don't see that. We always right. just see the 3 years. We don't see the 30 years that he lived, 30 odd years where he was in a home, had a job, had a trade. Yeah. Was making money. Like well, like it wasn't he wasn't sitting there going like, you know, I'm the son of God. <laughs> So I'm just going to, you know, just chill out for all my days here. Like, no, he, he worked with his dad. He made, you know, he made furniture. He was, you know, he had the skills to do that. And when he turned 30, he decided to go into ministry. Well, didn't decide the Lord, you know, he's Jesus. He did did that for a reason and then became homeless. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, so then we shouldn't feel, uh, you know, we shouldn't feel guilty or embarrassed or you know, that, that it's not even... Some, like, it, it's something that we should be talking about as Christians if, if it was so important to him, right? Totally. Yeah. And just
0: by the way, not homeless. Like, we say that, <laughs> but like, did he not... Like, was his mom not somewhere? Well, you you would think so. Yeah, he had family yeah. in Nazareth. Yeah, He had a place to go. He wasn't homeless. He based out of Capernaum or whatever it was, but like... But we we make up these things, these extreme realities in our minds, and they're not true. Yeah. Whatever we feel is the most holy situation. Oh, man, what a holy guy. He was homeless. Yeah. No, like he had his mom's house he could go to. And in fact, if he's the oldest brother in that culture or oldest son in that culture, he had property rights. Right. So like... I mean people want to make up this stuff and make them feel make themselves feel you know uh, awful about it because they don't meet up to this guy who is so selfless he gave up everything. Well, in fact, there were some other things going on behind the scenes that didn't leave him completely destitute. Right. And I mean, and he still said things like trust God mm-hmm. for everything that you need. And he says that to his disciples over and over again before they go out in ministry they had to trust god for everything that they had
1: mm.
0: but i mean andrew and peter they had a place to go yeah you know they just gave their lives to something bigger than themselves and so i think in the conversation around it is let's let's bring it back to reality mm-hmm. this is where we are this is what we're headed for this is what we're doing this is where we we are currently in the situation that we're in but we're improving and we're getting better And we're becoming more selfless over time.
1: Yeah. And not afraid to get messy and talk with each
0: other about it. No, I like, you know, I I think, um, you know, one of my biggest dreams is literally to be able to work at a church Mm -hmm. and not take a salary. Hmm. Yeah. Like how amazing would that be? Yeah. I would love that. Well, like I can have a dream all I want, but if I don't work towards it, it's not going to happen, right? Like, yeah. uh, I, you know, I, some of my, some of my biggest dreams are I want to be generous. I want to be generous to the point of like, I can cut checks for people. I can, you know, do things for other people that, uh, that can help them get started in stuff and yeah. see them flourish and grow. But if I'm not taking care of and being honest about where I am and finding advice from people that are doing better than I am, I'll never, I'll never be able to to even fulfill what God has put in my heart to, to do. It's good. Cool. Any last thoughts?
1: I think you had all the good ones. Please. (laughs) No, I think, I think it's, again, I, I, uh, I think it's something we need to, we need to talk about and I'm I'm glad that that's, uh, what came up this week. It's
0: good. Well, thanks for listening. I hope that you've enjoyed this. Uh, I hope that next week that you'll be back. We'll have a guest next week that will take care of the issue. And I know he's supposed to take care of this this week. He didn't. Is it a sin to be in debt?
1: I'm just glad you didn't make me talk about that one.
0: Well, we, we want <laughs> yeah, the expert. Yes, we so want the expert. Let's do that. We want the expert. And then after that, we're going to talk about how can you get out of debt mm. while following God? Because lots of times there is this idea that basically... Well, you know, if you're, if you're giving and you're doing, you're trying to be generous and you have debt, like, how do you ever get out of it if you have to be generous at the same time? So that's going to be the flow for the next few weeks. Is debt, is being in debt a sin? Okay. Okay. And then after that, how do you get out of debt while still honoring Jesus? Yeah. That's going to be a popular one. I can, I I can tell. I hope so. Yeah. I hope so. Anyway. Anyway, have a great week, everybody. We'll see you next time.